Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. happening nothing how are you doing over there dude do you want to tell the people what the hell hey you know what (laughs) it's been a long day yeah it's been a long week it's been a long week it's been a long day but it is like i don't know what the hell time is it it's like almost 12 30 at night yeah you've worked all day i've worked all day yeah and now we're sitting down to record yes yeah (laughs) and i thought i'd have a couple beers right and wow She's was, feeling all right, folks. It's a high percentage. So you know when I was younger, when I was, yeah. you know. Back in the good old days. When I was a wee lass. And you were a young warthog. I would go out and party and drink. You right? would? Yes. Lord. Sometimes I would do that. How scandalous. I would let, I would let my hair down, <laughs> Lee. Sometimes I would do that. I would. Uh, it was on a rare occasion. Right, but right. I would always know when I was in trouble. What's that? Why? When my lips went numb. Your lips go numb? Yes. When I've had too much to drink, my (laughs) lips get numb. And then when I'm over the edge, my teeth are also numb. Wait, what do you mean your teeth are numb? I can't feel them. (laughs) Wait, can you feel your teeth regularly? Yeah, like when you go like... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what do you mean? Like you're aware of your teeth? Can you feel your teeth? Yeah. No, stop. You need to (laughs) stop. really interesting because I am not drunk and no. you are and you're looking at me. Okay, like <laughs> my lips are numb, but I've only had two beers. Right, right. Right. Yeah. And I've worked all day and I'm tired, but and Jake also said this is nine percent alcohol. <laughs> so and I said, well what does that mean? And he said it's like drinking two beers to the one. So actually I've had four. <laughs> oh no Lord. you're gonna be okay. I think so. But this could be fun. <laughs> oh, well, I have a story that I think you're going to like. Do tell. Okay. Um, so we've talked about the straw debacle, right? That I mm-hmm. am a mm-hmm. fan of a reusable straw. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. tried the paper. We've tried the metal. Tried okay. Um, a lovely listener sent us, what are they, the rubber ones that yes. jiggle to hey, our like P.O. box. Hey, we have a P.O. box now. And they have glitter in them. Yes, thank you in advance to anyone that sends anything. That is just so nice. So we have those now. Okay, but we talked about how you constantly clog my straws with your chunky-ass smoothies. Right. Okay, the straw debacle. Yes. Okay. Of 2021. I have figured that I... You just got me. (laughs) Or the universe has been paying you back. You said you'll pay big. Yeah, well, hey, I also pay. Let me me lay... I don't think so. Let me lay it down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Proceed. So, you know... When me and Fact Check Jake take my little peanut, little mm-hmm. nook out mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. I I don't like flip flops because we've also discussed that I don't like feet, right? Mm-hmm. I like to cover those toes. I don't want to see them. Yeah. You, on the other hand, like to let your feet fly. I do not like to wear shoes. Correct. Ever. So you have flip flops. So if I'm feeling lazy, which mm-hmm. is 100% of the time, <laughs> I shouldn't even say 99.9%. No, 100%, 100% of the time, I'll just slip your little flip flops on. Yeah. Because we're just going out for a mm-hmm. sec. And so can we make it clear that? that you own probably, I don't know, 20 pairs of shoes. Oh, no, I do not. You and liar. Laura over here owns like three pairs of shoes. Yeah, I will say I own more than you. <laughs> and by more, I mean like two more pair. And they're from the Goodwill. So, hmm. hey, I have a bone to pick with Washington State. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just Seattle. I don't know if it's the whole fucking state. But let me lay it down. Mm-hmm. There is something wrong with people picking up after their dogs here. And yeah. I don't know what the hell, like, mm-hmm. no one picks up after their dog. And there's dogs everywhere. It's a very dog-friendly dog city. Yeah. And city. Uh, but, yeah, they don't pick up after their dogs. Okay? Do you see it's where a I'm mind, going with It's this? a minefield yes, out there. I am oblivious. We've already established, mm-hmm. especially at night. You know, I can't see where I'm going. There's mm-hmm, no lights. Mm-hmm, there's no mm-hmm, lights. Mm-hmm. So, hey, warning. Hey. <laughs> 
Okay. Are you are you are you are seeing you, where I'm are going? Are you picking up what she's laying down? So the one day I accidentally stepped in a pile in your flip flops of doo doo, and you were mortified. You I were was. mortified. Yeah. Hey. Okay. And I said, "Did you clean that off?" And you said, "No, I stuck it in a bag." And I just pitched it <laughs> because I'm one of those people where if something is too gross for me, I would rather. Okay. So now my three <laughs> pair of shoes are down to two so because two. you just tossed them in the trash. Okay. And now it gets better. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. then I wore your other pair of flip flops out. Say, two, <laughs> two pair of shoes. Okay. You wore those out in two. Times now in this second pair of flip flops, mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. stepped mm-hmm. <laughs> in a pile mm-hmm. of shit. Mm-hmm. So what we're learning here today is Laura has one <laughs> pair of shoes. You now have one pair of shoes. Yeah, and they're the ugly Crocs that I wear to work. <laughs> why do I keep stepping in shit? Um, why do you keep wearing my shoes? <laughs> and I should just stop wearing your shoes. So I just thought that I would let everyone know that the universe has gotten you back for the straw Girl, via your shoes. Old Navy, 99 cents. You're Go right. Get you're right. All right. All right. Some toss I'll get a pair. I'll get a pair. Go get you some. Yeah, I know. But like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. Now I'm down to one pair of shoes. You are welcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I have for you today. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to jump into it? I am. Okay, first fact check. Jake's going to tell us about our uh, organization this week. Awesome. This week is Stop Line 3. We have linked a ton of resources in the show notes and on our website. This is a really important issue that needs attention, so please learn more and try to do what you can. Yes, thank you. So there thank will be you. a ton of links in the show notes and on our website. If you would like to check them out, please do so. Yes. Okay? Awesome. Are you ready to jump into Dude, it? Dude, I am so ready. Oh my God, wait. Wait. We have another birthday shout out. What? Okay. One of our listeners who I've been talking to for a while now, her name is Chloe. Cute. Sweet. Cute as a button. Happy birthday, Chloe. Happy birthday. She's happy like birthday. one of our number one fans. And she yes. asked for a little birthday shout out. So cool. Oh, happy birthday. We hope you have birthday. the best one ever. We have yes. a lot of Leo love. Leo. Loving the Leos. Wow. I love that spicy fire sign. Oh, Ooh, I yeah. love that energy. Mm. Happy birthday, friend. Happy birthday. And with that, let's jump into it. Do it, girl. All right, so I did not even normally I like promote mm-hmm. what we're talking about mm-hmm. on Instagram. Like yeah. I tell like I tease what we're each talking mm-hmm. about. I did not even go there with mine this week because I don't think I have ever met someone that knows this, this movie. fucking movie. No. Okay, so here I'm gonna do something different today. Do it. Normally, if we have a cinematic piece of crap that we yes. have deemed. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. We find out at the end we've deemed a movie to be a piece of shit. Flash <laughs> okay. the badge. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to take a movie that the world has said has said is a cinematic piece of crap and I'm going to make a little bit of a case for it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try to turn this around here. I love that. And then we might cry a little bit together. Oh, oh no. All right. So another warning. A cry warning. Uh-oh. Okay? Yes. You've had a poop warning this episode, and now you're getting a cry warning. Jake, I need another beer. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. We're jumping into it. I am okay. doing White Noise. I, I freaking love this movie so right? much. Right? Yes. Okay, you're with me on this. I am. All right. It is a 2005 supernatural horror film. It is rated PG-13. There's my rating. Here's the sad thing, okay? 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, my. Here is one of my favorite reviews of the film. Okay. Um, A messy cheesecake of supernatural horror without scaring the audience or making any sense. Oh. Really? Yeah, I mean, people do not like this movie or they don't know it. It's one of the two. So I'm really going to have to put in some work here to get people to check this movie out. Okay. It was directed by Jeffrey Sachs and written by Niall Johnson. And okay. here is the cast. Michael Keaton is Jonathan Rivers. Michael I Keaton love is Michael the Keaton. Shit. He's Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah. I will. And maybe I'm a little biased here because I just like him. So maybe I love just him. like him. And love this him. is why I like this movie. Dude, when I was growing up, Michael Keaton was the, the, shit. the shit. Right? I think he's still the shit. He Right. Exactly. Yes. Okay, good. All right. We have Chandra West as Anna Rivers, Ian McNeese as Raymond Price, Deborah Kara Unger as Sarah Tate, and Keegan Connor Tracy as Mirabelle. Whew. Wow. Mouthful. I tried to like do that, that in one breath and it didn't work out. Wow. Like, oh my God. All right. Here is the rundown. Okay. Stick with me. There is some cheese in this movie. I said 2005. Yes. All right. So keep that in mind. All right. 
opens with the quote, nobody knows whether our personalities pass on to another existence or sphere, but dot, dot, dot. And we're going to get into more about this later. Okay, the dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Then we flash to a definition of EVP, mm-hmm. electronic voice phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. Uh, the recording of voices and images of the dead using detuned receiving apparatuses. Mm-hmm. Apparati. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Fancy. Yes. So that's the definition. Then we see some creepy flashing, static, and a scary figure lurking in the background, and we're fucking off. We're off to the races. Off to the races. Let's go. The movie opens in Seattle, which I don't, ever since we moved here, I have noticed so many fucking movies take place in Seattle. Yes. Isn't that bonkers? Weird, right? Uh, I will say the house that he has in this movie is fucking gorgeous. It's like a really nice Seattle home on it's the very water. Very gorgeous, yes. Very fancy yeah. uh, because he's a fancy architect, Jonathan, uh, the main guy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, he has a little son and a wife who is a fancy writer. A fancy writer? A fancy writer. Not just a plain Jane writer, but a fancy writer. There's a lot of money rolling around this, okay. this fam. All right, so they're all eating breakfast, and Anna, the wife, is heading to her publisher to go over the cover for her new book. Nice. Okay, but not before finding out that she is pregnant. <gasps> How oh, fun. cute. And they are super excited. Celebrate. All right. Well, mm-hmm. not too fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm about to fucking crush yeah. that for you, Dracula. Back it up. Back it up. Uh, long story. <laughs> and very sad story. Uh, very short. Anna gets into what seems like a car accident Oof. and goes missing. All Oof. right. Obviously, mm. Jonathan is devastated. Are you now remembering the plot of this film? You forgot mm-hmm. for a second. She's mm-hmm. like, oops, I forgot. Yes. So she's missing. He's devastated. Eventually, he is approached by a man named Raymond Price, who says he has been receiving messages from Anna from the other side, implying that she's she mm-hmm. has not made it. All right. Uh, All right. He knows about EVP because his son died and contacted him the same way. Right. So now he's trying to, like, pass it on and help Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That guy was just adorable. I know, right? He's really trying to help. At first, Jonathan is like, please fuck off. But when Anna is found days later dead in the water next to where her car was found, yes. uh, he gets desperate and heads to see Raymond. So oh there's some sadness in this movie. Yes, like yes. I said, we might cry later, but mm-hmm. just bear with me. Okay. All right, so there he meets Sarah Tate, who just had a breakthrough in her EVP session with mm-hmm. Raymond. Mm-hmm. Uh, her fiancé, who passed away, finally spoke to her. So mm-hmm. she has had, you know, it's like the moment she's been waiting for. An epiphany. For. Yes. Uh, Raymond specifically says, he's trying to explain what's going on here. He specifically says that he is not a medium or a clairvoyant and that he is not contacting the dead. They are contacting him, which I thought Mm -hmm. was interesting. Interesting. With EVP, he can hear them, see them through TV static, and record them. He turns on a TV and we begin to see shadows and hear disembodied voices. It's very creepy. Here's the spook factor. This movie is kind of spooky. It's it's spooky. We all watched it together at night and I was like, ooh, spooky. Because I don't know. Well, again, when we go back to my childhood, you know, the television went off at midnight. That always fucking freaked me out. Always white noise. And I find white noise to be... Sometimes, you know, if yeah. if I want like an, to calm me mm. and soothe me when I'm really? sleeping, sometimes, sometimes, really? I like nature sounds better. But like, yes. if I have to resort, I could put some white noise on. But if I don't Ooh. want to hear white noise, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. See, I'm already getting like. Mm, oh no, I'm so sorry. Well, we're going to talk about Mm. it more. So brace yourself. Okay, Michael Keaton is like, again, Raymond, please fuck off. What are you talking about? Until Raymond plays him a recording of Anna's voice. Mm -hmm. I know, it's very sad. So now he is hooked. Right. He starts trying to talk to her and listen for her in the static at home on his radio, in his car, at work, etc. Like he is totally like in this rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. He also continues working with Raymond to receive messages. He does begin to pick up messages from his wife, but he also picks up angry yelling from seemingly demonic voices, which Raymond tells him to simply ignore and just hit the delete key. He's Mm -hmm. like, you don't want to hear them. It's just like the real world. Sometimes there's bad people that you Mm -hmm. get in there and just ignore them. them. Pay no mind. Uh, But shortly after, little old Ray (laughs) is killed by an unseen force. Ray? R.I.P. Ray. Damn. Damn. You didn't make it. All right. So logically, Jonathan meets up with Sarah Tate, that girl 
from before mm-hmm, that had the breakthrough, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to grab all of Raymond's tapes and whatnot. And he goes even further down the rabbit hole. He brings all of Raymond's 900 fucking computers home and goes mad. Like, it's he is all in it. So funny to see the old media. I know, isn't it? And they're like, <laughs> I need an entire room for my computer. It's and- <laughs> one of those early 2000s movies that, like, was like, yeah, we have technology We're now, sick. but now it looks so dated. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you thought it was so cool back yeah. in the day. All right, so he's starting to get frustrated because he's not getting any messages from mm. Anna. Okay, so he goes to see a psychic named Mirabelle. Right. She warns him that EVP is not good because it is simply not safe like a homemade Ouija board. Like, you don't want to be fucking with that shit. All Which right? we've talked about. Exactly. He storms out because he's like, I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And yeah. continues going off on his own. Mm-hmm. So as to not spoil this entire movie, because I genuinely do feel that, like, it is a decent film. Okay. I will say I at least it's, a de- I think it's good. I think it's a good film. I think at least people will find it decent. And people, I know that so many people have not seen this. So here's a good oh, yeah. movie for you to go and watch. Okay. So I'm not going to give you all the deets. But here's long story short. Jonathan starts to receive a bunch of messages from Anna and other spirits. Some dead. Okay. And some mm. not dead yet Yet. okay so this it gets kind of interesting i think it's cool i agree so some of these messages are warning him of terrible events that are about to happen Mm -hmm. which he figures out quickly when he finds a woman and a small child trapped in an upside down car and he has to save the child okay so he's trying to stop all of these bad events this keeps happening throughout the film meanwhile there's an unnecessary plot line with sarah tate Like, yeah, just why didn't need to be there. there. Why? Okay, why? she kind of helps him out along the way. At some point, she gets fucking pushed out a window, but then she survives. I don't fucking know what's going it's, on with it's her. It's weird shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So a bunch of shit happens that leads Jonathan to figuring out what really happened to his wife. So the whole time, it's like he just knows that something wasn't right. Is Something was fishy with how she disappeared and how mm-hmm, she died. Mm-hmm. So basically, he gets led to this warehouse, and we find out that a construction worker from his company was doing his own paranormal research when he became possessed by demons. Okay, it took a turn. Always got to throw the demons in there. Right, yeah. It took a little bit of a turn there, and this is where it starts to sound, like, super cheesy, and I understand, and it is a little bit, Mm -hmm. but just, you got to rock with it. You got to know it's cheesy and just go. All right? The demons made him capture and kill several people, one of which, of course, being Jonathan's wife, Anna. Mm-hmm. All right, so it was not a car accident. Right. Jonathan gets into a scuffle with the demons and falls to his death while the possessed construction worker is killed by incoming cops. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So then we flash to Jonathan's funeral. R.I.P. Michael Keaton. I cried. Oh, <laughs> I Michael cried. Keaton. I'm not even going to lie. Yes. While Jonathan's son and ex-wife are leaving his funeral, his voice is heard over the radio saying, I'm sorry to the son. Oh, no. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Yes. The final scene shows Jonathan and Anna in some TV static implying that they are okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and the and movie. What? Just throws me into this. What? What's that Jack Frost that he does? Oh, my God. He did that movie, Jack Frost, and it's devastating. <laughs> and it's also the same. When he dies and he, yeah, comes mm. back as a snowman. Yes. Bonkers. Michael oh, Keaton, you've my- made some choices, but you know what? I'm here for it, and I like them all, so just keep doing your thing. All right. Uh, so the movie ends with the mention of the many thousands of documented EVP messages, approximately one in 12 have been overly threatening in nature. I know. I remember when we all That's, watched that and yeah. they sh- they flashed that and I was like I think I just shit my pants. <laughs> like that it scared me. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. we've my got, brain is going. Your brain is going. I have gone. questions. Okay. 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 Well, I'm sure you're going to tell me. Okay, shit. Yes, all right. So go, that is girl. the end of the film. Okay. Here's where we might cry a little bit. Do you want to cry now or do you want to cry later? Dude, you know, I don't know. Let's <laughs> Okay, here's I'm blowing what, in the wind. Oh, you're blowing <laughs> <laughs> Like a fart. <laughs> no, like Peter Paul Mary. <laughs> like Jackie Papers. Um, blown in the breeze like a fart. All right. Okay. So here we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring it down. Okay. Here's what I will say about this movie. I think that we have talked about this many times, mm-hmm. and this podcast is literally like magical for yes. me and for yes. you and for Jake because it. I don't know. I don't know if it's like our gut mm-hmm. or our intuition, but I always find movies and topics 
when I need them. Right. And it's just, this was one of those, and this was even more interesting. So here's what happened. We okay. watched this movie. I had liked this movie way back in the day. Oh, I yes. had seen it, and I had loved it, yes. but it's one of those that I, like, forgot about. Mm-hmm. And we had found it a few months ago. Yes. Right before my friend passed away. Yes. If you've been listening to us for mm-hmm. a while now, you know that my friend Mara passed away a few months mm-hmm. ago in a very... Not yeah. great, you know, yes. unexpected way. Correct. Um, so we had watched this movie right mm-hmm. before that event. Right. And I remember thinking, like, oh, this is such a cool, like, spooky movie. I'm definitely going to do it for the podcast. It's like, I don't know. I'm just, it's got the horror thing going right. on and the ghosts. And then, <laughs> so then it was on my list. And then after the event, oh, my God, wow, did it hit me in the gut. Yeah. I got a totally different. Yeah experience from it and I was like oh shit we kind of talked about that this morning how you are seeing things in a completely different light yeah I mean I don't feel like the same person Mm -hmm. that I was prior to this event like Mm -hmm. I just feel changed and what I think about this movie and why I think that people should watch it and give it a chance despite its shitty rating on Rotten Tomatoes yes is because take out the amplification, you know, the movie magic yeah. and take mm-hmm. out the drama and mm-hmm. the, you know, it's a movie about grief. Right. Like a very specific grief, mm-hmm. though. Like his wife dies in a very unexpected way and there are pieces missing and mm-hmm. he just wants to put the pieces together and he mm-hmm. wants closure. And it's that very it's a very specific type of grief. In a very specific aspect of the grief mm-hmm. that I didn't know until I had gone through this event. Yeah. And then I just saw it in a different way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like he's just in this rabbit yeah. hole of like, I can't get out because there's so many unanswered questions. Yeah. And, and you're totally relating to that because oh. we, we had a conversation this morning about how you you said... I have to have all of the puzzle pieces. I have to, yeah. And I have to get, they have to be put in. I I have to put the pieces together in my head. And I feel like that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot, especially, I mean, and this is just coming from someone who I had not experienced this Mm -hmm. kind of grief Mm -hmm. before. And so I had never heard it talked about, like, it's very, you get lost. You mm-hmm. can get very lost in trying to like in the figure minutia. in the unex- yeah. Like, yeah, the unexplained of it all. And mm-hmm. like you just are trying to, and it's very sad and it's very isolating and hard. And I'm not going to lie. I'm in the thick of it. Yeah. Like still this morning I had a hard day. Like yeah. because of this topic, I don't want mm-hmm. that to come across bad, but because that like I told Jake, like, it's funny, I think I'm doing good, and then I'll do a topic, and I'm like, oh, I guess I had some shit I was still supposed to be working yeah. out with this. Like, obviously this topic, you know, obviously this is going to take a while to work out, but it right. just hit me in a different way I didn't expect, and so my emotions were all wonky, but I think that that's the power of a good film. Yes. And mm-hmm. grief is not an easy topic to address right. in media and pop culture, and I think that they did this in a very interesting way way i love this movie i love this movie i do not think it is a cinematic piece of crap i think it's not okay i got through that without tears i think i fucking nailed that Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna drink more beer drink more beer right that's the solution Mm -hmm, to this sadness mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) just drink more you keep going girl all right i have a lesson for you though i love it besides that that is why you should watch but here is my cool lesson and of course it is electronic voice Mm. phenomenon evp So, defined, again, here's a different definition. Okay, give it to me. Uh, It's defined within ghost hunting and parapsychology as sounds found on electronic recordings that are interpreted as spirit voices. Okay? Mm -hmm. Many people believe the voices that are captured are that of spirits or the unphysical part of a person, which is the seat of emotions and character, or the soul. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. are you with me? That hit me in the feels. Yep. Did it? Go, yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we still going to get tears? Yeah, I'm good. Go, <laughs> She's go. looking at me like a sad puppy dog right now. Beer. I am so sorry. Uh, okay. Okay. So it is considered to be what broke spiritualism into the late 20th century because it is a technological spirit communication, hmm. which I find that that is yeah. very interesting, interesting to me. Interesting, yes. 
Um, the idea is that because ghosts don't have bodies, they have to use their energy to manipulate, what is it, the fucking sound waves? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fact check, Jason. Yeah. This would be, did I just call you Jace? Jace? <laughs> My alter ego. Fact check, Jace. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's so 90s. And you Jace. haven't even been drinking. No, I haven't. I'm like totally sober. Fact check, Jace. It's the sadness. <laughs> it's, ma- it's making me wonky. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. What is it? Sound waves? Frequency? I don't know Mm -hmm. the fucking words. Mm -hmm. Science. Energy. Energy. Yes. Yes. Okay. The result is an EVP. They are rarely full-on sentences. Normally, they are like little snippets or one word. Mm -hmm. If you've ever watched Ghost Adventures, it's all over there. Okay, You know I'm going to bring up Ghost Adventures. You know you're going to bring up Zach. Exactly. Uh, These recordings can be intentional or unintentional. Like you can capture them Mm -hmm. accidentally. Um, and are rarely heard in real time, mostly afterwards in playback. Right. So, of course, if you watch Ghost Adventures, he's like, hold on, let me play back my tape. Let me rewind. <laughs> I caught something. I caught something. Hold on. <laughs> Did that ghost just make fun of my mom? Okay. <laughs> I could do Zach Bagan impressions all day. That would cure any sadness. That's I'm going to start a whole other podcast. True, yeah. And it's just me doing it's impersonations. Zach oh, my God. Okay. So there are three main types of EVPs, class A, class B, class C. Okay. And again, as always, when we first talk about a topic, this is intro. Right. I'm sure it goes right. way deeper. Mm-hmm. Class A for awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I, I made that up. Okay. Uh, they are easy to understand, clear, crisp. Mm. You know what's going on. Mm-hmm. All right. Class B, not too shabby. Okay. Rather audible. Middle of the road. Middle of the road, not too bad. Not too bad. Bad. <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> Not too bland or bad. Or Vlad. <laughs> or Vlad. Oh my God. I swear. I can't talk. The, this whole show is based upon the idea that neither of us can speak in like clear sentences. Whatever. Okay. Class C. They fucking suck. You can't understand. Uh, might have to listen a few times. Okay. Okay. So the shit end of the spectrum. 10 to 100. Yes. And these can be recorded on many different devices. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the gear is getting crazy. Oh my. <laughs> oh my God. Crazy. Listen, listen, we're just all going to breeze past it because it's probably crazy. just. Crazy. <laughs> Oh shit. Remember <laughs> ghost facers in Supernatural? Ghost facers. That's always what I think about when I like think about ghost adventures at EVP. <laughs> oh my gosh. So one uh. example is a ghost or spirit box. Um, mm-hmm. and that is a radio specifically designed to sweep across the waves mm-hmm. and pick up dialogue. Again, I act like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know all of this. Sweep across the waves. And pick very up scientific. Oh gosh, here's some more sciencey words. Instrumental transcommunication mm-hmm. refers mm-hmm. to the way EVPs are recorded okay. with technology. That was important. It kept coming up because I think okay. it gets mixed up with EVPs a lot, but it's different. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that okay. out. So basically, ghost hunters, etc., will go into a situation, record some things, and then regroup afterwards, play it back, and see if they caught an EVP. Okay. Someone who is usually skilled or educated on the topic is analyzing the recordings, looking for anything that sounds like a voice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's that. That's how you can find one. Or you just fucking accidentally record one. And you're like listening to something. You're like, what's that? We've done that. In one of our early podcast episodes, you can fucking hear a disembodied voice. Maybe we'll have to try to find that. This was a long time ago. It was either the voices, but then even when you've captured like all the orbs and faces in pictures, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It gets nuts. But yeah, as far as disembodied voices, like some Mm. EVPs, man, those make me sharp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they shart my pants. I sharted myself. They're terrifying. Some of them, yeah. Ooh, a class A, that'll make you shart. <laughs> Any day. A class B, uh, no, no, Bush League. Oh, class B for Bush. <laughs> oh no, that came out wrong. Class B for Bush. Oh she shit, said Bush. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay, non-believers argue that this is simply radio interference, uh-huh. or people are just creating random. They're creating yeah. patterns mm-hmm. out of random noise unknowingly. Right. We've talked about that too. You're hearing something where there isn't something. Right. Okay. Um. Others believe that you are picking up on something else altogether. Something bad, like 
demons mm-hmm. like in the movie. So again, yes. I thought that that was an interesting play on it right. that you don't see very often. Mm-hmm. I also have some history. Would you like a little bit of? I would love that little history lesson. I love history. <laughs> I love history. TM. <laughs> I'm gonna make you, you a shirt. name. It just says I love history. Because <laughs> like what? No, you don't. <laughs> Not this guy. Okay, 1920s. Thomas uh-huh. Edison, the American inventor and scientist, once said that it is logical and scientific to assume that a person's personality, memories, knowledge, etc. Go with them when they pass on, and that if people could invent an instrument in the right way, they could record proof of this. And this is this quote from the beginning of the film. From Thomas Edison. <laughs> Nikolai Tesla probably said it first. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay said, go. You're going to start a science war <laughs> among our listeners. Okay, Thomas Edison tried to invent this instrument mm-hmm. because seances, mediums, etc., were very much in the collective mind at this time. Do you know why? Why? Because of people like Arthur Conan Doyle and Harry Houdini. Welcome to the fucking chat again, my Are friends. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm right really now. not. I saw that motherfucker's name pop up and I was like, you owe me money. You take up too much space in my life. Where's my money? <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. We are creating merch with the two of them on it. Yes. We have to yes. because they pop up so fucking much. ACD. Who's that? Oh, Arthur. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're too hip for me. ACD. Okay. I had to shorten that shit. I like, yeah, because right? I'm sick of saying it. I'm sick of typing it. You know, hey, by the way, you can go on our website now and you can go to our episode pages, you know, with the mm-hmm. additional info. And we have little keywords that you can go. So you can click Arthur Conan Doyle and see every episode where that motherfucker up. has popped up. And I'm sure we've missed some. So please let us know if we did. There you go. Okay. So anyway, this machine was going to replace mediums altogether and allow anyone to speak to the dead. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Hmm. It's going to be like the portable medium. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But Edison died in 1931 before he had the chance to finish this ghost machine. Bummer. Bummer. So sad. Ooh, bummer. Ooh, bummer. All right. In 1949, Marcello Bocci, there's a lot of names. I'm probably going to say them all wrong. Began fucking around with recording voices on an old vacuum tube radio in Italy again in 1949. Like a vacuum cleaner? I don't know. Jake, Google <laughs> vacuum tube radio because I don't know no. what that is. No. So, no. so tubes are what traditionally power amplifiers. So if mm-hmm. you look at like the old school amplifiers like Jimi Hendrix used to play, they look like little light bulbs and it's just a power source, it's a little tube. Listen to Jake. Uh, the man studied a music lore. So what did you think that I meant that he was literally doing it out of a vacuum? <laughs> Laura's like, how would he have done it out of a vacuum? I need another beer. I know. Yes, you do. It's okay, honey. It's going to be okay. (laughs) All right. He was super interested in the paranormal and believed that he had a spirit group around him that he could speak to via this radio. Mm -hmm. Okay. And people would come to his home and speak to their loved ones over this radio. Then in the early 1950s, also in Italy, two Catholic priests accidentally captured an EVP while recording chants on their reel-to-reel tape recorder. Apparently, the machine kept breaking, and one of the priests looked up asking for help. They captured on tape afterwards a voice saying, of course, I shall help you. I'm always with you, which is just beautiful. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Um, This kicked off more experiments, and in 1959, Swedish film producer Fred, oh no, Frederick Jurgensen accidentally captured Shut Up, Lord, his mother's <laughs> voice telling him that he was being watched. Ooh. If you came back to me as a ghost... And all you said to me was, bitch, you're being watched. I would oh, no, like, say that. <laughs> I would conduct a seance and be like, that's all the information you you're going to give say? me. <laughs> Girl, you wore my shoe and you stepped in dog shit. That's what I would say. <laughs> How are my flip flops? <laughs> you fucking ruined my flip flops. <laughs> Did you replace my flip flop yet? Is what she would come back and say. Uh, we're, we're still going to be arguing about the straws and the flip flops in the right. afterlife. <laughs> oh my gosh! So he took a deep dive and went on to record hundreds of ghostly 
voices. Mm. Uh, Jurgensen is known as the father of EVP okay. and wrote many books on the subject. I thought that was cool. Father of EVP. What a father fucking name. Of, what a title. Nice. Uh, then we had Constantine Rawdive. Oh, boy. Latvian writer. Okay. okay. He releases the book Breakthrough, a book about EVP in 1971. Hmm. This was all interesting to me. Because I didn't know it was so extensive. So I was like, damn, you really had people. I just find it interesting that I totally mesh with the 60s and you totally mesh with the 70s when all of this, it seems like we talk about a hell mouth in Buffy, but it's like a hell mouth of in the just 60s like, and 70s. 60s I know. and 70s was like all this shit was happening. I know. Everything was jumping. There was a lot of energy going around. Yeah. All right, so in 1982, EVP researcher Sarah Estep started the American Association of Electronic Voice Phenomenon to provide objective evidence that we survive death in an individual conscious state. No wonder they shortened that to EVP. I know, right? Holy I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, I'm doing Damn. good, though. I'm doing you pretty are. good pronouncing you, you, that. It is rolling off the tongue. Why, thank you. Yes. I, I practiced earlier in the mirror. No, of course. I've had a couple beers, so it could just seem. It just sounds good. Damn it. I really thought I was doing good. No, you're doing good. Um, I tried to look this um, association up more, but it appears that their website is now currently like a sex work website, which like do your thing. But I was like, where is the um, EVP association? <laughs> I'm, try- I'm like such a nerd. I'm like, How okay, that- where's the... I don't know. I don't know if they just, I think their domain got bought out. Laura doesn't understand how the World Wide Web works. I don't. (laughs) It's okay. I think someone else just owns the domain name now. All right. So anyway, I will say so many people came up as influential in the EVP paranormal world. Like this, I mentioned how many people and there were still tons. So I'm sure you could probably go up to anyone who's interested in this field and they're all going to have a different like, you know, person that inspired them. There were so many people. But in the early 2000s, there was definitely this pop culture phenomenon around the subject with like ghost adventures in 2008, etc. Um, So if you are interested in the topic of EVP or ghost hunting or anything Mm -hmm. like that or want to get into it yourself, there are paranormal groups, college paranormal clubs, so many um, like shows you can go to, um, ghost tours, tons of online groups and blogs. We linked a bunch of stuff on our website. I did find like a Seattle group that goes ghost hunting. Yes. Yes. Um, I also linked an article about how to try and capture an EVP by yourself at home. Nice. Uh, But be careful because, you know, anytime you're tampering with this stuff, you could catch something bad, just Mm -hmm. like they showed in this movie in a really dramatic way. Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I have a few fun facts and then I'm going to wrap up. I love it. All right. They did use actual real EVPs throughout the film. Nice. Okay, Okay. as examples. um, I would love to do an episode on ghost adventures. If anyone is interested, you know you want to hear me talk about Zach Bagans and his hair for a solid half hour. I know you do. Yes. Um, I think that, again, this movie is unfairly ripped to shreds. I think that it at least was a somewhat original storyline. Michael Keaton gave a good performance, and I think that you don't get a lot of movies about grief, and I think that they did a good job. As someone who's going through it myself, God damn it, I think they did a great job. I like this movie. Yes. Uh, it had a good soundtrack. Yes. Yeah. Our Lady Peace took uh, it home at the end, and we one love of your Our Lady favorites. Peace. Yes. Oh, I love them. And the beautiful song, Somewhere Out There, at the end, mm. Chef's Kiss. Um, there Such are little twists tune. and turns throughout surprises. There's a very similar vibe to this movie, kind of like Mothman prophecies, mm. like a creepiness kind of, I don't know, in that early 2000s. Like a- Yes, yes, like an impending doom yeah. thing going on. Yes. I love it. Sign me up. Exactly. Uh, even though people fucking hated this movie and tore to shreds, there is a sequel, White Noise 2, The Light with Nathan Fillion. Oh. Uh, and people love okay. him. I From Buffy. Was he in Buffy? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Who the fuck was he in Buffy? He was in the seventh season. Nathan Fillion. Oh my god, he yes. was, wasn't yeah. he? Oh yeah, well the people preacher. know him from, I don't know, that other or fucking Firefly thing. Firefly or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, we're spicy today. All right, that is White Noise. I hope that I turn some people on to maybe checking it out because if you were to, like, look this movie up, you would have been like, oh, I'm not watching that piece of trash. I am here to tell you, give it a try. Oh, I really like this movie. Thank you. I, like, wasn't going to do it because it's so, like, people don't like it and so obscure, but I thought, isn't that kind of what we're here to do, like, to give people new... I don't know, recommendations and not the same stale old. So here is a new one for you. I think it's good. It really helped me 
like this week, I will say, like mm-hmm. as someone going through stuff, and I know we talk, like I talk to a lot of people on our social media. And after what happened with my friend, a lot of people reached out to me, like telling me about their Their grief and their stories. And this might be a movie that might help you. So I Mm -hmm. wanted to share it. So Mm -hmm. that is White Noise. Michael Keaton, I love you. (laughs) Michael Keaton, Pittsburgh, yes. So there, that's what I have to say this week. I love it. Thank you. I I appreciate it. it. Okay, let me, uh, what? Oh, let me turn this Break around. out the technology. I know, right? Yeah. All right. So I, I've had a couple of deep weeks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like deep, so um, deep I, topics. And after your topic, I'm fucking lighting this shit up. Lighten it up. Yes, please. Lighten up. So I am doing The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride. Oh, God. 1987. Okay. American fantasy adventure. Comedy film. Wow, it's got it all. Sixteen million dollar budget did thirty point nine mil. Hmm. Not too bad. Office. Not too bad. Critics loved it. Okay, but it was just kind of like a minor oh, really? box office success. Oh, interesting. But became a cult classic after it was released on home video. We love a cult classic, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, this is one of my favorite movies. It is, and you know why? I'm gonna why have to tell the story. Go ahead, tell the story. <laughs> Any time that uh-huh. I wanted to get Leanne to fall asleep <laughs> as a child, right? I would be like, hey, let's curl up in bed and watch The Princess Bride. And girl, in 2.3 sex, you are freaking out. I have never seen the whole I film. I don't think you've ever seen. No, I haven't. You have never seen this film to the end because you are out. And there literally- is something soothing about the beginning <laughs> of that film that just... Puts me to sleep like a little baby. I don't know what it is. So if any of you at home are having trouble falling asleep, <laughs> you might just want to put in the princess bride. Like, do you know at what point that you just like fell asleep? All I remember is the dude saying, as you wish, like a thousand <laughs> times. And then I remember the peanut. Anybody want a peanut? Okay. That's like in the first 15 minutes. Okay, great. Okay. I know. Right. It. I told you it puts me to sleep. <laughs> so I wanted to keep it light today. Yeah. I just needed a little... Little fun. magic, little fun, I little fantasy. This, I love this yes. movie, right? All right, directed and co-produced by Rob Reiner. Okay. Okay, you're not going to know who that is. No. We're going to get there. Okay. Adapted by William Goldman from his 1973 novel by the same name. Oh, really? I, I didn't know that. Oh. Here's your cast, and okay. it's a long one, so oh, no. strap in. Oh, shit. Carrie Elwes. Okay. I hope I said that right. <laughs> okay. As Wesley... Uh-huh. Slash Man in Black slash oh, shit. the Dread Pirate Roberts. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah. Mandy Patinkin is Inigo Montoya. Okay, yes. Chris Sarandon. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Humberdink. Yes. Christopher Guest is Count Rubin. Mm-hmm. Wallace Shawn is Vizzini. Andre the Giant is Fezzik. Robin Wright is Buttercup, Buttercup. slash the Princess Bride. Oh. Peter Falk is grandfather. Fred Savage is grandson. Oh my God. Billy Crystal is Miracle Max. Billy and Crystal. Carol Kane is Valerie. That is a fucking stellar cast. I legitimately have not seen this movie. <laughs> I know you haven't. <laughs> you said Billy Crystal, and I was like, nope, haven't who? seen this movie. Who is he? I know who he is, but I didn't know he was in it. Oh, this movie. Boy. Was yeah. my saving grace. Was it? <laughs> On many occasions. Oh, my God. Leanne, let's watch this. Oh, hey. <laughs> all right, all right. You're like freaking out. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It's yes. My, it's my kryptonite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's the plot. Yes. All right, Fred Savage. Mm-hmm. Little baby Fred Savage. Little baby Fred. Is sick in bed. Oh. Right? Yeah. He's a tiny tot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his grandfather comes to spend some time with him. Cute. Right? And he brings him a book mm-hmm. in which this book has been in his family for generations. Oh, we love. His father read it to him. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. And it's called The Princess Bride. Well, Laura, you're really putting on a show. Am with I? your voice. Yeah, I like it. Woo! <laughs> All right. He offers to read the book to him while he rests in bed because he's sick. Yeah. And the movie becomes the story. Oh, I cute. right. Yes, the grandpa is reading. Adorable. So our story begins with Buttercup, who lives on a small farm. Mm-hmm. She loved to ride her horses and torment the local farm boy oh, that worked okay. there. 
Great. His name was Wesley. Cute. She never referred to him as Wesley. She just called him Farm Boy. Oh, cute. <laughs> One day, Buttercup realizes that every time she tells Wesley to do something, or Farm Boy, as she calls him, he just simply answers, as you wish. Okay, here's mm-hmm. where. See, I knew that. She? As you wish. <laughs> as you wish. That's all he ever said to her, as you wish. Right. And she realizes one day that he loves her oh, and that she no. also is in love with him. Oh, okay, cute. Right? I thought we were going a different direction. Okay, but hold it. Because okay. little tiny Fred Savage, he wants to know, is this going to be a kissing book movie? Like, is this kissy? Fred, get over it. Get over it, Fred. Get over it, Fred. Right? You're in the real world now. No. That's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So it's a magical moment. Okay, The yes. two of them magical. realize we're in love, yeah. right? But Wesley has no money. Oh, right? Yeah. And he decides to go off and make his fortune so he can be worthy. Oh, for fuck's sake. And marry Buttercup. Yeah, see, this is probably why I checked out all the And like, at that point, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> she is sad. But he tells her that I will always come for you because this is true love. And do you think this happens every day? All right, that's hot. All right. Cute. And I'm here to say, no, it does not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Laura's still <laughs> waiting for that roof thatcher, everyone. <laughs> Where's my roof thatcher? Right. Um, but Wesley does not make it to his destination. Why not? His ship was attacked by the dragon. He was dread. on a ship. Okay. He was on a ship. He got on a ship to go make his fortune. Right. But his ship was attacked by the dread pirate Roberts. Oh, okay. And this guy never let his captives live. Okay, never let his captives live. Is that Thank what I heard? Thank you for yes, the translation. You're welcome. Right. So believing that Wesley was dead, oh no, Buttercup claims she will never love again. Oh, Buttercup. Okay. Right. Is, so did she move on immediately after? Let's jump ahead. No, five years. No, five years. Oh boy. We are introduced no. <laughs> to Prince Humperdinck. No. <laughs> that name is so funny. Humperdinck? You like that, don't you? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he is about to announce his engagement. To Buttercup. To a commoner. No. Who's that? She's a commoner. And of course, it is Buttercup. It is Buttercup. Right. I'm on it. She doesn't give a shit because she's dead inside. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> she tells Humpy Dink. <laughs> And she doesn't really love him, but he doesn't care. He's going to marry her anyway. Nice. Cute. We love that. (laughs) What the fuck? Okay. On her daily ride, she happens upon Vizzini, Fezzik, and Inigo. Oh, okay. They kidnap Buttercup. Under the guise guise of starting a feud between the kingdoms. What? (laughs) Okay. Inigo tells Fezzik. His father died, right? (laughs) What? Well, oh, he does. Okay. He does. You're getting ahead. Oh, my bad. Okay. So Fezzik is Andre the Giant, right? Oh, yes. And if you, right. And he has the gift of rhyme. Adorable. But Fazzini, played by Sean Wallace, who. Is he the guy from Clueless? <laughs> hilarious. Is a salty dog. Right. And he doesn't like it, right? <laughs> that he rhymes. Right. He doesn't like that he rhymes. So he tells him, no more rhyming. <laughs> I mean it. And Andre the Giant says, Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> no, stop it. Oh, I love that line so, so cute. much. Um, he's just trying to rhyme and have some fun. I know. He oh, just wants gosh. to, you know, he's his character is so cool. So Anigo is pretty sure that someone is following them. Okay. Right? Yeah. And as they land on the cliffs of insanity. <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's where I live every day. That's just where I was born. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my home. <laughs> they are sure of it. Somebody's following them. Right. Fazzini tells Anigo to take care of it. Right? Well, bitch. Get rid of this guy. Okay. They're not going to wait. You just take care of this shit. Oh, okay. Right? Nice. We see the man in black. Yes. And it's not Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> How funny would it be if it was, though? If, it was- <laughs> <laughs> if they turned around and it was just Johnny Cash. Burnt on a ring of fire. We both both tried to do an impression. (laughs) Epic fail. Hello. I'm Johnny Cash. (laughs) Oh no. That was bad. I'm going to make Jake erase that. He and Inigo exchange pleasantries okay. as Inigo tells him of a story. 
About his right? father, huh? <laughs> He's very sorry that he will have to kill him, but he is very good swordsmith. And you know why? Because he's been practicing for a very long time to take revenge on a man. Who killed his father? Who has six fingers. Oh. What? Who has killed his father. Aha, uh-huh, there it is. <laughs> the man in black wins the fight. Yes. Leaving Inigo knocked the fuck out. Oh, no. <laughs> KO'd. All right. And, of course, Vizzini mm-hmm. replies... Inconceivable. Oh, hey, we have that on a magnet. I get it now. So many good one-liners in this movie. I love it. Oh, my gosh. So then he sticks Andre the Giant on him, right? Yeah. He's like, you take this shit. Right. So Andre the Giant and the man in black, they go at it. Okay. But he's too quick. Who's quick? The The man man in in black. black. And he takes down Andre the Giant. And you didn't know see that coming. You know what? What? Inconceivable. <laughs> he says it every time. <laughs> yes. Does he have a go? So then, little Baldy Bean. He meets up with Baldy Bean. <laughs> <laughs> did you say the same thing? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and it's a meeting of the minds. So it's a intellect. It's a war of intellect. Oh. Yes. A battle of the wits. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two cups. And they pour wine in it, and he puts poison in a cup, <laughs> and then he moves it around. And yeah. he's like, okay, drink. You pick the cup. Yeah. He picks the wrong. Baldy Bean does. He picks the wrong cup. Dead. He dead. And bye-bye. Oh, R.I.P. But it is a very cool exchange. Yeah. I love it. it I think that's always the point where you fell asleep. Oh, no. I was. I passed out a long time ago. <laughs> I have no idea what you're Way talking before- about. <laughs> it off like I did know what you're talking about. So then every you know, he's taken out everybody and then Buttercup, he takes Buttercup. Oh, prisoner. I forgot she was there. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah, there's Buttercup. He takes prisoner. He takes her prisoner. <laughs> Fuck hell. All right. Have he takes beer. I know, I need another one. He takes Buttercup prisoner. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And she thinks that he is the dread pirate Roberts who has killed her Wesley. The dead or dread? Dread. Pirate dread. Roberts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who's killed her Wesley. Oh. Oh. oh right, she, right. Right. And she seizes an opportunity to push him down the hill. Hold on. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. The man in... Are you talking about the man in black? I'm not talking about Johnny Cash. <laughs> but you're talking about the main guy with a black mask on his face. With that is eye correct. Holes. That is correct. That you can clearly tell it's the same yes. guy. But no okay. one knows it's him. I was going to get into that. Oh, okay, but, thank you. Okay, you jumped the gun <laughs> and you've messed up the whole fucking flow here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, she thinks he's a dread pirate Pirate Robert who killed her Wesley. And she seizes the opportunity to push him down a hill and escape. Yeah. But as he's rolling down the hill, he yells, As you wish. Then she realizes a light bulb goes off. (laughs) That it's Wesley. I mean, it wasn't the eyes. It wasn't the hair. It wasn't the build. You know, that little tiny mask. If that is your one true love, you better know his eye slits. Right? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. She's like this little tiny mask, and I didn't know who it was. All, all of a sudden, a light bulb goes off when he says, as you wish. Wow. And so then she tosses herself down the hill. <laughs> and they reunite. As they tumble down. <laughs> okay, cute. But at this point, yeah. Humperdinck is on the trail. Oh, no. Because he thinks that she was kidnapped. Right. Right? Well, she technically was. She technically was. Humperdinck catches up. Okay. And Buttercup, she really wasn't kidnapped. She's with fine. This, she's with this dude. Taking she a naughty like tumble me. down the hill. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's not happy about this. Right. So she agrees to go back to the castle and marry Humperdinck. I just love oh, saying that. That happened quickly. Okay. As long as he lets Wesley go. Okay. Freeze him. What a sacrifice. She is making the ultimate sacrifice. She sure is. He agrees. Mm-hmm. 
But he's also an ass. Right? Right, right. right. And so Wes is promptly taken to the torture chamber. Great. By Humperdinck's right-hand man, Mm -hmm. Count Reuben. Count Reuben. Who is actually the six-fingered right-hand man. Anigo. Yes, (gasps) right? Yeah. Anigo and Andre, Andre the Giant, Mm -hmm. attempt to rescue Wesley. But they're too late. (gasps) He's dead. Wesley died. He's dead because they tortured him. What? Yes. He dies. He dies. In this movie. Yes. Honest to God. You were asleep at that point. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm like legitimately confused. But they know someone who can help. Oh, what? Right? And it's Miracle Max. Played by Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal. Yes. Okay. And he says, I've seen worse. Great. <laughs> he and his wife, Valerie, who is a witch slash herbalist, Ooh. make a potion. Yes. And they say they coat it in chocolate so it goes down easier. Me to me every day. <laughs> what can I coat in chocolate to slide down my mouth? He says it's going to work, but don't swim for at least an hour. Great. And then they're like, bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Oh, my gosh. So Wesley is alive, but his limbs aren't moving so well. Like noodles. He's kind of incapacitated. Right, right. It is hilarious. Oh, he was dead. Right? Yeah. And at least his head's bobbing, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's hilarious. But time is of the essence because- Buttercup. The wedding is happening. Oh, no. This whole thing is hilarious. What a drama. And so you see the wedding, and you see her in Humperdinck, and you see this priest, and it is so freaking hilarious. Oh, my God. Cut to Inigo confronting the six-fingered man. Yes. And he says, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You've killed my father. Prepared mm-hmm. to die. Yes. And he avenges Pop's death. Wes saves Buttercup, and they all live happily ever after. Wow, what a journey. The end. Oh, my gosh. I mean, of course, there's more to it. Sure. I had to, but hilarious. And you like, love this one. I love this movie. You do. And probably because the fact that it knocked you the fuck out like 15 minutes right, in. Right, right. Worked wonders. I was always like, I want a 10 p.m. bedtime. <laughs> Let's bring nine forty five. Lee, let's watch let's the bring out the big guns. <laughs> I only have one fun fact. Oh, that the music was done by by Mark Knopfler of okay. Dire Straits. Di- I'm sorry, did you what? say of Dire Straits? The Sultans of Swing. What money for nothing and the Walk of Life? That's so random, right? but very cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So here's my lesson. I'm, what is it? What is it? I don't know. I had a hard time because this is one of those movies where it's so magical, but not magical. Yes, I know exactly. And what we've you mean. talked about this. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to focus on Miracle Max. Yes. And he's considered a folk healer. Folk healer. Okay, yes. cute. So a folk healer is referred to as a white witch. Or a cunning folk, mm. or a wart cunner. A wart cunner, mm-hmm. okay. So the folk healer is perceived by Western thinking mentality to be a person who practices the healing arts using herbal remedies, traditional remedies, mm. and practices magic to heal. Oh my gosh, right up your alley, Laura. Right. So although they may be highly trained and spent years studying and learning their trade, they are typically not licensed or recognized by any government agency. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So we have the white witch Mm -hmm. who is seen as a force of good rather than the wicked witch who is seen as a force of evil. And although during the witch trials and witch hunts, the white witch, which included herbalists and midwives, Mm -hmm. found that being a good witch did not count for much, right? Mm -hmm. They were kind of lumped into the same group. Okay, I see. But examples in pop culture of a white witch would be Glinda from The Wizard of Oz Mm -hmm. and the fairy godmother from Cinderella. Yeah. Right? And so this led Hey, wait. And Stevie Nicks... Don't they call her the White Witch in American Horror Story? Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. Yeah, so there's yeah. a little another one for Thanks you. Thanks for that one. You're welcome. So sometimes also the White Witch then translates into elders or granny women. 
Okay. Right? Granny so, women. I'm yes. sorry. I had never heard right. it said exactly. like that before. Okay. So some cultures believe that a folk healer's path is passed down through the generations. Oh, I like that. And it is considered a gift. Mm-hmm. Okay. In many societies, a mainstream healer, such as doctors and priests, are men and are well paid for their work. Okay. But folk healers are often sought out by the community... Because they seem to have a bit more compassion okay, and a better insight into the human plight. Hmm. Folk healers are both men and women. Okay. But traditionally, the vocation, this is where women shine. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. One reason may be that the first line of defense happens in the home with mothers and grandmothers. Oh. And remedies are passed down. So the elder woman or the wise woman become a very important figurehead in the community hmm. and are sought after. Well, that's rather pretty. Yes. Okay. So one of the major differentiators between folk medicine or traditional medicine mm-hmm. and mester... Oh, Master. Master. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Western or modern medicine. I tried to, you know, <laughs> fuse the two. Masterson <laughs> comes down to the root of disease. Okay. Okay. So modern medicine will explain it through germ theory, and folk medicine acknowledges the germs, right? Yep, right. Germ theory, but will also use magic and supernatural in their explanation of causes. Hmm. Okay, so the very molder approach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like your thinking. Yeah. So the cunning folk mm-hmm. or the folk healer are folk healers utilizing folk medicine and folk magic as well as divination mm-hmm. to heal. Wow. And most cultures have a specific title for their ancient healers. Okay. That's so very cool. I landed on this word called wart cunner. Yeah, you said that, and I was wondering what that meant. Right. Is a gifted, wise woman who works on an intimate level with the plants and differs from an herbalist. What? Yes. What do you and mean? I'm so excited. So an herbalist okay. is one who studies plants specifically for their medicinal properties, mm-hmm. who may grow and collect and use herbs for health. Okay, I'm there. But a wart cunner mm-hmm. is a wise woman or wizard who knows the virtues and the spirit of the plants. Hmm. Okay. Wart means root, herb, or spice, and a cunner means to know. That's beautiful. So a wart cunner is not only knowledgeable about herbs for the botany Mm -hmm. and the medicinal side, but also knows the occult or the magic side of the plant. That's you. That's me. That is you. They hold the power of knowing the secrets and origin of the plants. They hear their songs and have a relationship with the plant and their personality. Oh, that's beautiful. They are gifted in the ability to call upon the plant spirit when in need. Mm-hmm. And a wart cunner is a seer of the plant world. Oh, are you like in love right now? I'm so happy. Oh, Lord, you're shining. So a wart cunner is an ancient archetype. Archetype. Ooh. Archetype, yes. Yes. <laughs> One that embarks on an individual journey of the wisdom of the ancients and magic found in the world of nature. Oh, well, my goodness. How have we never heard right? of this before? So on this journey, you connect deeper with yourself by submerging yourself into the magical world of nature. Wow. Okay. Which is so interesting for my own journey because you tell me all mm-hmm. the time that I have a hard time putting into words because I love plants. I yeah. love herbalism. I love studying plants. Mm-hmm. But you always say you are not clinical. No. Right. The magic pulls so heavily it's into so, my... It's so much a part of what yeah. you do that, yeah, leaving that out of mm-hmm. your, like, we don't like labels here, but you right. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just calling you an herbalist never felt completely right to me. Yes. Because it lacked that 
Right. And so most wart cunners are herbalists. Ah, yes. Or hedge witches oh, or cute. kitchen witches. Right, right. But there's a more intimate. Uh, that is very cute, Laura. Yeah. 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 I had absolutely, I had never heard of that before. I'm so excited to learn this. Wow. And I had no idea that it was in that movie. I know. Very cute. Well, I find it interesting because in the scene where we see Miracle Max, mm-hmm. of course, he's male. Right. And he's like leading this whole thing. But his wife, Valerie, comes in and she's, um, you know, referred to as a witch. But she's helping him make the potion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. It's just interesting that it's all about him. But really, it's she was a, behind the it's scenes. The female. It is a joint. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Right? Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful lesson for you so, to have stumbled upon. I know, right? Because yeah. I was like, what in the world is going to be my lesson in this movie? Because it's just funny and fun and lighthearted. Yeah, but look, you learned something new. I learned something new. I think you have a new label, Lore. Yes. I don't like labels, but I, I dig know. this. I <laughs> if totally you had to di- choose one, I this totally, is fun. Yeah, I totally dig it. Yeah. Little wart cunner. Wart cunner. That's what my new name is. <laughs> it sounds low key dirty, but I think that's cool. <laughs> oh, very yeah. cute. So that's my lesson from The Princess Bride. Oh, well, that was fun. Yeah. Coming from someone who, you know, that movie puts me to sleep, that was entertaining. I loved it. <laughs> it kept me on my toes. And I really, that me- that lesson was just totally cute and magical. I loved yes. it. Yes. Up Love top. It. Way to go, Laura. Oh, sweet. All right. You want to do Killer Quotes of the Week? Let's do it. All right. Mine is, listen to me, it is one thing to contact the dead, it is another thing to meddle, and you are meddling. And that was the psychic Mirabelle, and I just like that. Because mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is a very important to remember. Interesting. What you got? Okay, so mine is from Miracle Max, okay. the wizard. Mm-hmm. There is nothing better than true love in the whole world, except a nice MLT. Mutton, lettuce, and tomato. When the mutton is nice and lean and the lettuce is nice and crisp, oh, you can't beat that. What's a mutton? Mutton, lamb. Oh, I'm (laughs) devastated. Oh, I shouldn't have asked. I shouldn't have asked. Instead of a BLT, it's an MLT. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about like a mushroom because he liked plants. I did not see that coming. (laughs) Sorry. Very cute. Sorry to to just drag me down. All right. Well, that was a cute one, Laura. Yeah. All right. So join us next week. Yes, please. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. For our Witch Whisper and our full length episode. So next Friday, and we will catch you later. Yeah. TTFM. All right. Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on.